Have you ever had to walk into a room full of people that you don't know and meet new people? Just walk right up to them and put out your hand and say, hi, I want to be your friend. I mean, networking is important, but it can be really awkward. Which brings us to episode 137 of Ignite Your Influence podcast. Today, I bring in the reluctant networker, Greg Peters, and the networking guru, Debbie Peters, to talk to us about the importance of networking, the importance of curiosity, and the importance of getting names right. Greg, you almost called you Gary too. You're telling me some people call you Gary. I was gonna be like, Gary, Gary Peterson, tell me a little bit. <laughs> so dive in, enjoy this network and influence boosting episode of Ignite Your Influence podcast with Greg and Debbie Peters. All right, welcome to Ignite Your Influence podcast and welcome Debbie and Greg Peters. How are you all doing today? Fantastic. Hey. And I'm doing wonderful. Great. Well, Greg and Debbie are partners in third generation networking. And Greg is known as the reluctant networker. And Debbie is the networking guru. And they obviously, by the titles, know about networking. And networking is a really important thing as you're building your influence and you're building connections. Um, so I was excited to have them on today. But they are also mother-son. They're a mother-son team and uh, and an absolute blast. So I'm excited to have you all here. Welcome. Well, thank thanks, Ian. Yeah, thanks for asking us. Yeah. So why don't we just start with a basic question? Networking is one of those things that makes people uncomfortable. Perhaps, Greg, why you call yourself the reluctant networker. So why do you think it's so uncomfortable? Well, I, I, I know for me, my past, I was originally a computer programmer in my professional life, and, and I was never taught the social skills necessary to actually interact with other human beings. And so when I actually tried to do it, I was just uncomfortable and unfamiliar with the tools I needed in order to be successful at it. And I hated failing at things. So right there, I, I was just put off by the whole idea of being around other people because I didn't know how to deal with it. So uh, that was, I think, my reason. And I think it's uh, common for a lot of people. Would you agree, yeah. Mom? I, I agree totally. And I, you know, I don't think I've ever been uncomfortable, but certainly I've been in uncomfortable situations where, you know, someone is networking in, incorrectly and it just makes me feel creepy. So it, it just has that era, you know, a feeling about it, that aura mm -hmm. sometimes. Well, yeah. And, and Debbie, you are, have a very different personality style than Greg. So you're coming at this, you know, and as people are listening, from what I know, um, <laughs> as people are listening to this, some may fall into that sort of socially awkward, uncomfortable around people I don't know category. But Debbie, you seem a little bit more extroverted. Is that accurate? Well, it's not accurate, actually. Oh. Greg, and I, <laughs> Greg and I both um, read on the introvert side of the Myers-Briggs scale, believe it or not. Yep. But I have a curiosity about people. So I don't even think about networking. I'm just like, people are so fascinating. I want to find out more about them. And yesterday I was on a call with uh, a woman that had been introduced to me. I didn't know her and we're both curious. And so we, it was like a duel to find out who could find out more about each other. <laughs> it was just, and we weren't doing it on purpose. It's just because we're curious. I mean, that's, that's what kind of runs me. It's not like I'm networking. It's like, I'm finding out about people and how interesting they are. Well, I think that's such a great way to go about networking because, you know, if we feel like we have an agenda and we need to achieve something, it becomes like you said, probably 
where we do it wrong. And we are like, okay, well, I would like to do business with you. And so I would like to have a meeting and I would like to, you know, so talk to me a little bit about your, your approaches to networking and how you recommend people go about it. Well, I think one of the big thing is, is to realize that this is a skill set that you can learn. It is not something you are necessarily born with. I mean, you are born with certain skills that make it easier or harder, but you can still learn the skills necessary. And I think one of the most important aspects of it is to be consistent in your behavior. It's not something that you can do once a month. You can't do your networking once a month. Uh, it would, it's far better to do 10 minutes of networking a day than to do six hours in one day in the middle of the month. It just, uh, you're going to get more out of it because let's face it, by showing consistency, you're showing a, that you are a person that people can count on. So how would you define then that 10 minutes of networking? What would that look like? Uh, well, for me, it's a, it's a simple matter of outreach. A lot of people confuse the idea of attending networking events as being networking. Hmm. For me, that's the first part. That's how you meet new people. But a, a good chunk of networking is developing the relationships. And so that 10 minutes might be just reaching out to someone I met this week. It might be uh, calling up a friend I haven't talked to in a while. Uh, it might be uh, uh, connecting someone with a, an introduction of some kind or, or a connection to a resource. Uh, those 10 minutes are just, it's meant to further the established relationships that I already have. And, and Debbie, where do you think people go wrong? Because you did mention that earlier. You're like, I hate it. It makes me uncomfortable when people do it wrong. So what should we be looking at in our own networking behavior? Well, you alluded to it already. And it's one, uh, and, you know, as Greg said, it doesn't always have to be the networking event for networking, but at a networking event, when someone comes up and, you know, just starts vomiting or, or, or throwing up all over you, you know, telling about how wonderful they are and, um, you know, it's, it's, and whatever service or product they have is something that you don't even have want of or need of. And they, I, I call it the black widow, black widow spider method of networking where they keep getting into your personal space and yeah, backing you into the corner and then they wind you up in their web. And so you're stuck forever until someone comes and rescues you. Um, so yeah, so that's the, the, the sad side of networking, but really um, people should just keep in mind that the networking events or networking is not about selling what you do or have to sell. It's about selling yourself through being interested. Mm. Yeah. Well, and Dale Carnegie said that too, didn't he? Didn't he say that when you know, two people talk and the other one does most of the talking. They think you're fascinating. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. It's so interesting because I've managed sales teams in my my past. And a lot of times I, I would train salespeople, not a lot of times. I always train my salespeople in showing interest in the other, in the, you know, typically they were sitting down in front of a prospect, but asking questions. And then when I would get done with this and we would practice it, they would look at me and say, but when do I get to sell? <laughs> right. And I would laugh and say, you already are, you know, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's creating that interest and that intrigue and that I'd like to know more about you. Like people don't care about you until they know you care about them. Um, exactly. And you're interested in their business. And frankly, you might not be the right, right connection for their business. Yeah. Yeah. My goal when I'm uh, meeting new people, networking, is uh, to have my 
Rolodex, and I know that that's an old term, my, my database rolling around in my head, thinking who else would be really great for this person that I just met mm-hmm. to also meet so that, you know, we're creating, um, as, as you say, ignite the influence. So one person is, their influence is helping that other person. And then the waves just keep coming out from that. I love mm-hmm. when that happens. So what benefits do people get from networking? I mean, this is kind of an obvious question, but let, you know, let's dive into it a little bit because, because some, for some people, it's really uncomfortable um, to build, the, to, to do this with people that they don't know. And so to have that motivation to jump into the discomfort, where, why? <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny when I'm, when I'm speaking in front of groups, uh, one of the first things I'll do is I raise your hand. If right now you are facing any sort of challenge in your personal or professional life and you know, everybody raises their hand. In fact, I accuse anybody who doesn't, you got to be lying to me or yourself <laughs> yeah, because right. we are all in the challenge. I said, all right, put your hands down. Now look around the room. And I, I, no, seriously, look around the room. There is someone here right now who has either faced or is facing that exact same challenge. They have the answers mm-hmm. to the problems you are facing right now. All you've got to do is reach out to the person possibly at the next table and it will make your life immeasurably easier. Mm. So whether it's looking for a job or having a challenge at work or trying to sell something or, you know, I actually have a different take on that. And that's why we are called third generation networking. My mother, Virginia Dickinson, was one of 10 children. She was number nine. And she was very, 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 very shy. And my theory is that she probably never got to talk because, you know, there were eight in front of her, you know. When she and my dad got married, they moved 17 times in the first 11 years of their marriage. Yeah. And um, they weren't in the military and they, they weren't evicted. Uh, you know, it was all <laughs> had to do with my dad's education and, and um, his, also his career. And my mom soon figured out within about the second place they lived that she didn't have any friends. And if she didn't make a friend the day she hit town, that she would leave six months later equally friendless and so she pushed herself out of her comfort zone and the first day she hit down hit town she would figure out whether they would join the church or you know go golfing or whatever it was volunteer she figured out how to make a friend that day and in their heyday my parents sent out over 700 (gasps) Christmas cards that they wrote personal message on each one because of she, you know, they got out of themselves and they networked and they, so she is our legacy, you know, that we are, are uh, taking further. And then I have a second story that goes along with that. Uh, several years ago, I was uh, in a, a chamber event down in Finley, Ohio. Uh, it's a morning coffee where they have various people in the community do quick little segments of the, the presentation. And a woman by the name of Kathy um, Khrushchev spoke. I didn't know then that she was new to the community, but I was just kind of impressed with her little two minute thing that she did. So I reached out to her via email and said, Hey, you know, I was really impressed. Would love to get together and, you know, find out more about what you're doing. She was the president of the um, Finley Hancock County Community Foundation. So we met and she told me all about the foundation, which of course you have to have $10,000 in order to establish a count there. And so at the end I said, you know, Kathy, I obviously, I don't have $10,000. I, you know, I don't know how I can help you. And she looked at me and she said, 
I need friends. I'm new to the community. Where are all the professional women that I can be friends with? He said, I can help you with that. <laughs> friends so I got. It doesn't always, it doesn't always have to be business. It can be friends too. Right. Well, and I, and I feel like I've had, now that I think back to my network, quote unquote, a lot of them are my friends and, and you don't think about it that way. But I mean, how many times have we helped each other with business? In fact, I think I may have gotten more business from my friends than, you know, because again, and then I think I just made a connection. Greg, Greg, I think you just were like, yeah, there, and there's the light bulb. <laughs> welcome to the, welcome to the networking story. So it's, well, yeah, there, so, there does seem to be a glow around your head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things about networking that, I have worked on, and you just were telling a story and rattled off somebody's name out of the blue, out of nowhere. Names are such an, remembering names and getting names right is such an important piece of this networking piece. Do you agree with that? Yes. Totally. How do we do it? Do you want me to go first, Greg? Go, go ahead, mom. <laughs> so. So I have gotten terribly lazy during COVID that I have not worn my name tag probably in about a year. But I have an illuminated name tag. Illuminated. That's illuminated. It can turn on and off. It can also, it can flash, but I don't do the flashing because you know that. You don't flash people at networking events? No, (laughs) no. But it's it's about um, two and a half by three and a half. So it's pretty large. And it's, it's customizable that you can put anything into it that you want to. It's just like a little overlay, like um, from a, like the overhead projector, you know, thing, it just slides in. So you can have your first name be really large font, unless you have a huge first name. I um, have had people come across a conference room to me saying, where did you get that name tag? And they call me Debbie because it's easy for them to remember my name. So the first thing is we have to make it easy for people mm-hmm. to remember our name by wearing our name tag that is visible. I've also heard you wear it high up so that yeah. like people don't have to look down at your belly button to, to yeah. see your name. Yeah. Yep. And there's all kinds of theories on which side to wear it, but I don't care where your you know, blankety blank name tag. So I don't have to remember your name because I do forget names. And, you know, a lot of times I just have to say, I know we've met, I apologize, I don't remember your name. But if they wore a name tag, I wouldn't have to do that. Right, and there it would be. Go ahead, Greg, I know you've got something as well. Well, yeah, and and, and as far as which side, I always try and wear mine on the right side. So when you reach forward to shake hands, the name tag goes forward as opposed to being obscured by your body. But that's that's sort of secondary. Uh, I mean, one of the benefits actually that we have during this time of COVID is that most people have their names right next to their faces. So it's a lot easier to remember who they are. One of the challenges people face is they tend to focus inwardly. They worry about what they're going to say. They worried about, they want to get that sale in. They want to, they want to uh, pitch. But if you focus on the other person, if you focus really on what they are saying, if when they, when they say their name, you already know your name. You don't have to think about that too hard. So listen to them when they say their name, repeat it if you need to. You know, and it's so nice to meet you. If necessary, you can actually do, I mean, there are mnemonic tricks that you can do in order to, you know, clue on on their face, in the shape of the face, the color of the hair, something that's going to help you remember their name as time goes on. Because the worst thing that can happen 
is you're having that conversation and you've been talking with them for 10 minutes and they're not wearing a name tag and you suddenly realize I have no clue what their name is. And they just told it to me 10 minutes ago. So that's when I asked for their business card. That's a, <laughs> my mom's sneaky trick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, and then if you if you want to follow you know, proper procedure, when they hand it to you, you look at it and you, I really love the color of your car. So you're actually, you know, <laughs> you're not just looking at it like you're pretending, you, you pretend that you are admiring some aspect of their card while you're memorizing their names. Mm. <laughs> Good one, mom. I didn't thought about that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> You got a cheat sheet right there built in. Whoop, look. It's, mm -hmm. it's good. Yeah. So, I mean, but yeah, the names are, are tremendously important. And I remember um, going to see uh, a, guy, a gentleman by the name of Bob Berg. He's from, you probably saw him at NSA. He's a giver, uh, right? Uh, and one of the things he did is he would actually go out in the lobby before his talks and he would meet people and say hello to them and, and find out their names. And then when you went back in, he would say, everyone who has met me for the first time out in the lobby and shook my hand, please stand up. And then he would name every single one of them. You know, and usually he might miss two, but out of like 30, he would, he would name. And it's like, there are ways to train yourself to pay attention so that you can remember names. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's, it's not a matter of, oh, I've got a bad memory. It's a matter of you need to take the time and you need to make the effort to do so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that when they say, oh, I just have a bad memory. It's just an excuse to not have to try. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. People have to remember also that uh, if someone met you 13 years ago, and they come up to you at an event without a, a name tag on, and they come up to you and say, hi, do you remember me? Chances are 100% that the answer is going to be no. <laughs> so don't do that. Come right? up to people and say, you know, we were in, you know, some event together. You may not remember me. My name is Jim Smith. I'm sure, you, you know, and, I, and so we need to, we need well, to do that for others. And, and, yes. and you probably experience this too, as a professional speaker, you're, you know, you have people come up to you probably all the time and it's so good to see you again. And you're like, ah, yeah, that's, exa that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. Like if somebody walks up to you, like, Hey, I'm Debbie and we met at the so-and-so and the so-and-so it's so great to see you again. Tell them your name. Like, don't, you know, it, it, this is another big piece of it is not only remembering somebody else's name, but sharing yours, <laughs> especially in those situations where you're seeing somebody again. And you can make yes. them comfortable. You can say, oh, it's so good. Thank you. I'm so glad that you, uh, could you remind me, uh, uh, I apologize, you know, obviously it's a different setting. Could you remind me, because uh, it's been a while, and right. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but but really, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about making it easy for the other person. And if you want to do that, that's that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Um, I've had people walk up to me in line at IKEA. Oh, you're the reluctant networker. Yay. And 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 yeah, I saw you. Okay, help me out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if I were at home, I could look you up in my database, but I'm not. So yeah. <laughs> I'm drowning in IKEA names right now. I can't remember yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, you alluded a little bit to it with uh, talking about how you weren't good at it and everything. But Debbie, how did you end up getting into becoming the networking guru? Um, I was in sales and uh, in Detroit area and then moved here to Toledo and that job ended. So I thought, you know, what am I going to do? And I started another company called Sales and More, which was sales training, sales coaching. 
and um, doing pretty well at it. And a couple of my friends called me and said, hey, we want to bring this course on networking to Northwest Ohio. Would you partner with us? I didn't even think two seconds about it because I thought it would be a nice addition to my sales and more company. Um, little did I know that that would, you know, sales and more would go away. Uh, this new company would take over my life. I just love the concept. I bought my partners out after a couple of years. They, and we still remain friends, which says a lot about them. And I just continued to learn and, you know, by experience. And um, after about nine years of licensing that class, I was basically, I had made it my own and I was felt like I was infringing on my contract and I'm a huge believer in contracts and you know doing exactly what they say mm -hmm. so then I decided okay it's time to write my own but that's how I got drawn into it was just my chance by you know hey you want to you want to play with us and I'm like sure <laughs> so wait a minute wait a minute you mean some aspect of your network had an influence on your life <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's how does amazing that isn't it <laughs> and we've come full circle <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yep. So how did you rope Greg into working with you? Actually, Elizabeth, Greg's wife, and I um, were spending the day together to celebrate her birthday. And I had, I had a succession plan in mind for my company with someone else. And I had realized without saying anything, you know, to either Greg or Elizabeth that that probably wasn't going to work. This person had, you know, was moving in a different direction. And so Elizabeth brought it up that day, you know, what did I think about having a family business? And I'm like, that would be great. I'd love it. So we, it took us about a year to, you know, go through all the steps and all the, you know, yucko stuff that you have to go through to make a change in a business. But that's, that's how we got together and we love working together. Yep. Well, and it and, does seem and, based and, and, on your mom's networking that it is a family business to start with. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And Elizabeth is the CEO of the combined right. company. So it's she she's she's our boss. <laughs> Every sense the of the word. The non-blood relative in charge. Like, OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she how, cracks the whip. Yeah. And how long has it been? I, since 2018. So yeah, beginning uh, in 2018. Like, so yeah. That three years now. <laughs> yeah. So we're. Yeah. That's great. So yeah, third generation I'm, networking podcast is the podcast. How else can people get in touch with you? Well, we have our uh, uh, websites. We have our training website, which is connectnation, C-O-N-N-E-X-T.com. Uh, and then the speaking aspect is the reluctant networker. So at the reluctant networker.com. And we have our contact information on both those sites so you can reach out to us. Perfect. I'll put both of those in the show notes as well as your podcast. So this podcast is about influence. So I have one more question. Greg, tell me about a, the influence that your mom has with you and maybe a time when you weren't so excited about that influence. <laughs> hmm. Last Friday. Uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking it was going to be like 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go back a lot farther. <laughs> um, and, and, and not so much. Gosh, I mean, my mom is my hero. I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard for me to not to, to, to pick any one time that she had input. I mean, when I, uh, I was working at University of Michigan as a programmer, she actually bought me my first computer so I could start my business doing web development. 
so I mean, that's that's how much she she has believed in me over time. Um, times when I felt more resistant, uh, well, and, and let's not forget the the uh, the whole I got married thing, uh, because she is the one who connected my wife and I. <laughs> I mean, she invited me to a dinner party for 10 people and Elizabeth and I were the only single ones there. I mean, subtle as a brick through the window. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I mean, there were times, especially when she was giving me personal advice that sometimes I may have pushed back a little bit. Uh, um, there are times, uh, gosh, uh, I, I'm trying to think of any specific instances where I, I felt really like like she was pushing me or influencing me in a bad direction but you know the funny thing is even if in the moment it felt like you know she was pushing me in retrospect she was always pushing me in a good direction so i i guess i i i should always anytime i start feeling grouchy about her pushing me i should take that step back and say yeah it's probably right so <laughs> <laughs> darn it <laughs> debbie how about you brown most reply <laughs> right how how about what how about how about greg's influence on you and on your uh your business your life you no know, i have always yeah i have greg's my firstborn i was 19 when i had greg and uh i swear that when he came out he was 80 years old <laughs> he has been an old soul in my life i mean and, and you know we, we jokingly on the podcast say greg's always trying to make me behave but um, Greg has had a huge influence on my life in the area of, in all areas. Uh, and I can give you one example. Um, my, my husband, Steve is known, not known to be a clean freak. <clears throat> I lived for 13 years between my end of my first marriage and before Steve and I got married and I got very compulsive about how everything needed to be in its you know place and not dirty so then I married this man 29 years ago that's you know into making things dirty <laughs> and one day Greg was down here I don't know why he stayed over probably we had some some event that we had to go to and uh which we did in the morning so we while we're gone obviously the dogs have come in with, with their muddy feet and Steve tried to mop it up with a towel, but of course left the towel in right on the floor that we had to walk over on the way in. And I must've made some disparaging comment about Steve and Greg looked at me and he said, mom, if I had done that, would you say it? Would you say that about me? I'm like, So Greg teaches me to be more gracious and thoughtful when I'm not. And he also teaches me to reboot. Always got to reboot the computer. Oh, oh the computer, not yourself. <laughs> well, maybe reboot yourself too. But yeah, as a technologist, you know, when you're a technologist, everyone in the family calls you if there's anything remotely involving a computer. So. So mom and I, we've had to learn over time, the first step, restart the computer and then see if it goes away. <laughs> I think everybody should have that tattooed on their wrist. Did you restart the computer? <laughs> okay, now you can call IT. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and your insights on networking. It is something that is 
uncomfortable for people, but I love the way that you you framed it up as be curious about them, try to make them your friend, not make them your friend, but see if you want to be friends with them. Like, yeah. don't be so worried about your agenda. Go in there, make a friend and, uh, and go from there. Yeah, just have fun. I love it. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for being on Ignite Your Influence podcast. Thank you, Ian. You are so very welcome, Ian. Thank you. Thank you so much, Greg and Debbie Peters, for an awesome interview. I had a blast and uh, such great insights on, it, on networking. Just be curious. Just go in there with the agenda to learn about somebody, to be curious about who they are, what their business is, and what they're trying to achieve. Then you start to build your agenda in around that. So good luck, everybody, with your networking. Building influence from the very beginning in a really positive way is going to pay dividends to you with your influence with that person down the road. Good luck, everybody. If you liked it, like it, (laughs) subscribe to it, and we will see you next time on Ignite Your Influence podcast.